This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Season one of Tulsa King is over, but season one of 1923 is back. And so are we covering the Sheridan verse here on Post Show Recap as we are talking about the return of 1923 after a bit of a break. Four episodes dropped before in the weeks past and a long stretch of time since then until episode five of 1923 which dropped today february 5th as i am recording this and we are going to be talking about everything that's been going on on 1923 since we have not checked in with you all out there since the series premiere we're also going to talk about what happened in the final third of tulsa king which we have been uh covering in fits and starts over here so of course i am not alone to do all of my bidding, I bring to you my love slaves, the great Troy and Rich here to talk about Tulsa King in 1923. Dare I say, Josh, I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm just shocked you didn't call me darling. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Call me darling. Um, wow. I cannot get away with darling, I don't think. I no. don't have that in me. I don't have that presence. I don't have that rugged hunter aesthetic. Yeah, as the token Southerner with at least a semi-tamed beard, I think I can get away with a darling in the right moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but boy, you gotta you gotta pick your battles there. And Listen, uh, I just spent my afternoon hauling wood. I'm wearing a flannel shirt. I got a crazy beard. I don't think I could get away with darling. Uh, I think we should yeah. just like uh, let it go. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think really like a middle place. point of a spectrum. Like once yeah. you get over into the rich end of the spectrum. You, you can't pull off a darling. So. Yeah. I think it's possible that we should leave the word darling to Spencer Dutton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like, just yeah. let him have it and mm-hmm. you keep it and you get to use that and we don't use it. And that's your uh, word now uh, as 
because my goodness, he loves to say it. And a lot of Spencer Dutton to talk about here yeah. on the podcast this go around. A lot of things happening in the Dutton territory as uh, we've got a whole mess in <laughs> 1923 to start cleaning up. Uh, and we will also be doing some cleanup on the final third of Tulsa King, which was also rather messy. Uh, and uh, apologies for the delay on this one, actually. That was me misreading the calendar, Troy. I yeah. thought the Tulsa King went a longer week, and then yeah, and then it didn't. Fine, yeah. it's okay. Look, if you're Nine listening episodes, to this podcast, you guys couldn't have given us a tenth Tulsa King. Come on, I know, right? Uh, boy, what would that episode have been? Uh, but no, look, if you, if you are a podcast listener who was waiting around with bated breath for the last seven days because we have not podcasted about Tulsa King soon enough. Let us know. I'd like to know who you are. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got it. We got you covered. We're going to get all the sly Stallone of it all. We're going to get into it. We're going to do it, Rich. We're going to talk about Stallone. We're going to talk about Sheridan. We're going to talk about the whole universe. I am ready. I'm uh, like I said, I think I have been waiting for this moment all my life. It feels like it's been that long since the end of Tulsa King. It's been a very long week, but like, my gosh, what a pair of television shows. Uh, a tale of two TV shows. There's a gosh. lot to get into <laughs> is how I will respond to that. We're going to do exactly that. We're going to start with 1923. This podcast assumes that you have seen through the fifth episode of 1923 which uh, gentlemen i don't know if you know has been officially renewed for a second Ooh. season 1923 uh so there shall be a second season of 1923 and at least one actor has said that they are returning it's kind of a spoiler i feel like yeah uh, let's not let's so not. uh but there's already news that's starting to circulate about uh about the show so we're going to talk about 1923 through episode five in the first portion of this podcast and we'll be talking about it broadly rather than beat by beat in the second portion of the podcast we will talk about the end of the final of the first season rather of tulsa king uh so if you have not yet watched the tulsa king but you are watching 1923 you can dip out after the 1923 conversation and if you're tulsa king only uh, TKO. Yeah, if you're TKO, <laughs> if you're totally knocked out with Tulsa King, uh, then you can skip ahead. The timestamp for the Tulsa King conversation will be in the show notes of this podcast. And if you want to make sure you never miss an episode of our sporadic uh, Sheridan verse coverage here, postshowrecaps.com slash Yellowstone pod is the RSS link for this podcast feed if you want to search by URL. So with all of that preamble, out of the way today we talk about a lot of 1923 i mean uh i think all three of us ended up having the same day yes today. we did it was, uh, it was a on... day in the sheridan verse yeah, yeah sheridan sunday, sunday. <laughs> we had sheridan sunday uh where we all binged four episodes of 1923 to catch up to this week's first episode in a month it was off the air for a month ghost of zabrina uh, was the name of this episode that released on February 5th. And uh, now it's going to be the next few weeks and we'll be done with season one. Troy, how'd your binge go today? How was that for you? How was it experiencing uh, 1923 in such short order? Well, it's so interesting. If uh, if I remember correctly, when I podcasted in a fever dream from California last time, <laughs> I, I made the prediction that I might actually watch the show week to week. Oh, that turned out to be an inaccurate prediction as I had <laughs> fallen uh, mercilessly behind on the show. But I, I was excited. I was excited to catch up and see where it went. First episode left off on a, a very fun cliffhanger. 
uh, a claw hanger, one might say. Yeah. And so uh, after wrapping up uh, Tulsa King, I jumped into 1923. Um, and, and I will say this. Um, it was it, it, I, I, an enjoyable binge. Uh, I was not upset about it by any stretch. Uh, there's a lot I really like that I'm excited to talk about. Uh, boy, after watching Tulsa King, episodes feel long, uh, even though it's only 12 minutes longer. Um. It should be noted, Rich, those Tulsa King episodes. I know we're in the 1923 section, but they're like beautifully short. You love that 37 minute run uh, time, 36 minute run uh, time, 39. They're pushing it a little bit. And then you hop over to 1923. 72 like... minute run time. <laughs> yeah, 56 we minute, might be. 58 minute run time. Help. I don't know. You guys can call me Alex because I think after Sheridan Sunday, I too am in love with Spencer Dutton. Wow. That beard, that swagger. I mean, this man does it all. He's he's tugboating. He's out there in the outfit. I, I don't know. I was. Uh, I feel a little like. He's the um, chosen one. Drunk on the safari of it all, yeah. Josh. It really was like quite an experience to spend the day with 1923. Here. I have to say, so, you know, heading into 1923, I think that the expectation is it's the Harrison Ford show. It's the Helen Mirren show. Here are these two major movie stars that are uh, debasing themselves with uh, the Paramount Plus <laughs> Yellowstone uh, situation. Uh, and so, like, that's what you're looking at, right? Like, you want to know what that's going to be like? Who's this character going to be? And so I think a lot of the focus, at least for me, was on Kara and Jacob Dutton during my uh, my foray into this first episode of 1923. But when you binge the rest of it, certainly, I think from episode two onward, uh, I guess the word I'll use is the most compelling, by far, the most compelling stuff on the show is all Spencer Dutton and Alex all the time. No question about it. Uh, not only does it take up much more real estate on the screen than you might expect uh, if you only knew who the you know, top line stars of the show are, uh, it's also the best stuff. Uh, and I'll go so far as to say I think their relationship might be some of the most interesting romance and relationship stuff I've seen in a TV show recently. And maybe that's because I'm not watching a ton of stuff with with romance and couples, but uh, both sides of that relationship, super interesting, super compelling. I like them both as characters, and I'm super interested to see the hijinks that they get into. I love hearing you say that, Troy, because I am like this eternal romantic, right? You can generally get me. If it's like a pretty good executed, let us sit up until the dawn and read this stack of letters oh my that God. my PTSD has prevented from me. But by the end of that, I was like full on smitten with the pair of them. And they're both, I find really like compelling and engaging. It's got, I know I mentioned like legends of the fall, but this huge kind of like Tristan Brad Pitt energy from that film. Um, it's pulling on like, uh, gosh, like Val Kilmer vibes, ghost in the darkness. I really yeah, love yeah. the Africa plot line. And I think it's been like compelling. And uh, like, before we get too much further, it is really a beautiful show. I mean, the like vistas and some like the shots it's the money is there for sure you know? yeah uh, yeah. I think all the money that Tulsa King doesn't have, which we will talk about, <laughs> is being spent on 1923. Oh, yeah. Uh, and some, uh, we're, happened we're the to the bank account. Yeah. I, I also, uh, you know, as we're just talking broad strokes here and talking about production, uh, I had one moment over the course of the three hours plus of watching these four episodes uh, where I kind of realized it really is unbroken dramatic music for the entire time. It's just like laying it on so thick. And there was just one moment where there was like a black screen 
and it was like the dramatic music fades and then another set of dramatic music comes in as mm. we head to see Alex and Spencer. Well, it's it's a sweeping epic. It is what's being aimed at, at least. It's a sweeping epic. In Montana and Zanzibar. Altanganyika. We're all over the place. And I just don't think I knew that this was going to be... Rich, this feels like some sort of like a pulp adventure uh, that's happening with Spencer and Alex. Like the journey back to Montana, which is going to take so long and may have been railroaded or should I say ghost boated? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because it's possible that now Spencer and Alex are with the ghosts of the boats because their tugboat got ghost boated. And we don't know that. In the traditional sense of the word, Troy, I think we say that was not ghost. Uh, for, no, that for Spencer <laughs> and Alex. Ghost. And boy, this there. is really the moment where we said we're going to spoil, but like right up to the last minutes of the most recent episode <laughs> that dropped today, we're going to spoil it all. And uh, yeah, ghost boating in the Suez. Uh, was that an Agatha Christie novel that I, I missed somewhere, Rich? Yeah, it's or... quite an adaptation. Ghost pirates uh, were not on the list of things I expected in the 1923 um, run here. Like, really okay, is so something. Clearly, clearly what's going to happen here, and I didn't watch the, the trailer for the you know the next time on. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know if those even exist. I just kept hitting the next episode. So uh, if there was, I bailed before that. But, I mean... They're in the tugboat. They're in the middle of the ocean. Tugboat's flipped over. Uh, so many Duttons are already dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, like, they killed James Badge Dale, and I was shook. Because um, that's the only, that's the, the, I mean, he and Spencer are obviously brothers, but he was the only one of Tim McGraw and Faith Hill's kids yes. to, to make it through. And so it's like, whoa, okay. That sucks. That's really mm-hmm. upsetting. And he's an actor of note, right? I really thought we were going to get yeah. like a little bit more out of him after but, the whole shootout. Let him let. Nope, nope. Very nope. effective. Very effective. But like after that, now I feel, and perhaps foolishly, a little bit safe with some of the Duttons for a little while. Like I think that they're going to go a little bit easier on the Duttons in terms of like taking them fully off the board. And at the very least, this isn't how it ends for Spencer and Alex. They may as well have just had them get mauled in the tree by the lions if this was how they were going to go out. What's going to happen is they're going to hop off of tugboat and get on ghost boat. And episode six of the show is going to be the ghost boat episode of 1923. Wait, 1923 is actually 1889? Now, is that what's like happening? Yeah. <laughs> universe. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we, like, address the elephant in the room that is not attacking our Jeep? But- Oh, God, the, yes. the plot armor here. I mean, like, I for I was shocked that we ran down that Bron mowed down Harrison Ford with a Tommy gun on the side of the road next to the auto carriage. It was like a game of clue right there. But then the fact that he's like walking again by the end of it, the escape from like Lion Tree, like there are a couple of characters we feel are very safe at this point, right? Yeah. At this point, Spencer feels deeply safe until he gets back to the ranch. Yes. No question about that. And yet I'm still down to watch how this unfolds like what challenges they have how he and alex uh deal with it wait are you allowed to call her alex oh yes we absolutely have to because that's half of the charm it's i mean it's just too many syllables we're podcasting Uh, here we got a lot to get through we have a whole tulsa king yeah i mean if a lion attacks alex during this podcast i'm not gonna yell alexandra it's a lion just alex just alex i just i i look i'm i i will wax uh poetic about alex in 
in that character in a minute here, but I'll just say as a brief stop down, I just love that she is a character who is adventurous, but not without fear. Mm-hmm. She 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 is grounded uh, in that way. Um, and then the way in which kind of she and uh, Spencer get their tender hooks into one yeah. another uh, yeah. is is just really fun and enjoyable to see. But I, I, I want to take a minute because you did reference the mowing down with the Tommy gun <laughs> in the Montana ranch. Uh, I thought there was a legitimate chance that Harrison Ford might get the Sean Bean of it all. Yeah, Me too. totally. It's like, OK, this guy signed on for three episodes. I get it now. Uh, yeah, now it tracks. He's yeah. got a trip out to Montana. <laughs> Uh, but no, instead, he uh, has three episodes rich in which he has to walk around. And then apparently the rest of it where he gets to either be in bed, taking naps or in a chair. Uh, and, but unfortunately, eating only rice and oatmeal, but still not having to move around. It's a cushy gig. I think it's a cushy gig for Harrison Ford. It's a great gig. And it gave us room. I think all of us were very excited to see Helen Mirren like take up a little bit more space as we get to like shift Harrison off stage a little bit. I think uh, I know you have watched Yellowstone, Josh. You have not tried to play like cagey with it. We're like repeating a lot of the themes that we see on Yellowstone, right? Like we're doing these same things over and there's a sense of familiarity, Troy, because like we're in the same house and oh, look, we get to point. Look, the stained glass. Why on the door? That's the same. Why as John Dutton has? Wait, it's the same house is this of course it is for sure but i just never had processed that yeah yeah i'm sure that they've you know they've like built out and there's an annex and whatever at this point in time but like electricity did the electricity make its way out to the house yeah at at a certain point they have they got it they were uh, the washing machine was a good idea okay Um, good but uh, Rich, you you were uh, DiCaprio pointing at the kitchen, right? Like that's the kitchen. That's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. The dining room too. There's all these moments, and so like Harrison hobbling around, like we're playing off a lot of the member berries with Yellowstone. Yeah, even though it has not happened yet, it's a it's a fun little wink and a nod in certain ways. Uh, yes, I just I don't know that I knew that this show would be as light on Harrison Ford as it was, uh, and even Helen Mirren took an entire week off. Hell mm-hmm. weird. They're like, all right, hell, this is how you, we'll give you time off too. Like, this is great. It's incredible. Yeah, of course. Can I just ask one thing uh, about a Yellowstone tie-in here? Yep. Do we get scenes of Kevin Costner eating off of the table that his great great grandfather bled onto and nearly died? Like, oh, million percent. I think okay. that like blood in the bones of the house is like big time. Uh, I, don't quote me, Yellowstone fans. If I am incorrect about the uh, table identification process, mm. <laughs> please let me know. But I do think that whole like blood in the house, blood in the table. There's a lot of like stuff in the house that is the same stuff like the giant hearth and all of this kind of energy trend okay. yeah th- okay. there's a reason why they're so protective of this place there's yeah. a lot of history there's a lot of history on this land it's not about the cattle it's about well, the memories uh, dare i say i mean uh, one thing that surprised me as a viewer and maybe it's because i haven't been tracking on it well enough maybe because they didn't hit us over the head with it enough is as soon as he gets shot it seems like the whole house of cards is going to just absolutely tumble. And I guess I didn't get a sense up until that point, how truly vulnerable the ranch was. 
part of what we're playing with as the sequel to 1883 is the idea that the character who like established this ranch and came here died right and this is his brother who needed to kind of come from far and away to be the strong man to hold the empire up right and i and i think it's like we're obviously playing with some gender themes here and all of the kind of built-in like chauvinism and sexism and the like system of montana and the government at the time right but yeah it is very much this like oh my god the king is wounded nobody must know energy and uh like that was a little bit of the setup that i think carries over if you've watched god my numbers 1883 uh yeah yeah, yeah. i think the thing for me um is that i think i'll pay a compliment here uh is that i think it was really wise to cast mega stars like helen mirren and harrison ford to kind of like lure you in and then to trick you it's a trick it's a trap it's a trap mm. It's a trap uh, to to then be so focused on on Spencer Dutton's journey. I think for me, like my interest in this show is very much over there. And mm -hmm. I, I really like the relationship between Spencer and Alex as far as characters driving ridiculous stories, featuring ridiculous side characters, such as the one played by my guy, Peter Stormare, as the dead <laughs> Captain Luke. Legend. <laughs> Legend. Don't oh cough on the podcast, Troy. It's not good for the listeners. That bed's oh, going to no. give me nightmares, man. Uh, yeah, oh, some editor's God. ears just you know, suddenly. Yeah. You know, so uh, I like the, the miss adventures that they're getting into is uh you know it's cartoonish um the the proposal scene i i was howling watching the proposal scene it's like <laughs> oh my gosh really we're just gonna do it okay all right uh, I, I guess it. I got to get on board. I got to yeah. get on board with Spencer and Alex. I mean, to your pulp adventure, it's like huge Indiana Jones vibes. Too, is, right? It's gotten like so crazy. And this is where cap, I have you know? to contort my my view of it, I think, is like this is Indiana Jones on this show that I was not expecting. That, uh, I thought Indiana Jones was in Montana. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, but this is Indiana Jones over here. And I think when you look at it no, that that's way. That's Crystal Skull Indiana Jones is in Montana. <laughs> yes. This is Raiders. The dial of destiny the dutton of destiny uh that i think that this is you know sort of it feels like the 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 tone that that side of the storyline often is inhabiting like the level of goofiness and ridiculousness and like uh the the you know again like the pulpiness of it i think that that's riveting and i hope that it takes them forever to get back to montana yeah, i hope it I takes forever but it makes me worried about can you all keep my interest here in Montana? Because that's a long year to wait for Spencer Dutton to get back home. Well, this is the point where, like, you know, we do have to take a moment of introspection as, like, you know, three uh, American males coming from a predominantly white tradition here where, you know, it, it's worth investigating for a moment to say, like, yeah, cattles and sheep uh, maybe aren't so interesting, and maybe there is something to the fact that this, like, romanticized story of a couple in Africa and colonial uh, Africa and through the waters of the Suez, like, that fits so cleanly into so many of the narrative yes. film and books and other tropes that we've seen that there is an element of me that says, I like it because it's familiar, Right. Yeah. I like it, uh, whether it's uh, real, whether it's true, whether it's as um, uh, brutally raw as what we've seen uh, at the boarding school, for example. Um, it's a romanticized version of this relationship and of travel uh, with a little bit of rough edges. But, um, you know, it's worth noting, like 
I think I like it also because it's safe uh, in, and familiar narratively. I think it's being done well too, but I, you're 100%, Trey. I mean, this is entirely playing off the mythology of like the American hero, right? Down to like his compartmentalized trauma and his PTSD. And he's going to find a woman who's like, uh, like, you know, capable enough to kind of pull it out of him and draw that kind of engagement from him, as it were. And, and it's compelling, right? It's the actual, like, real, if the American fantasy of like the white picket fence and two and a half kids has been dispelled, then like, this this part of it still like reigns true and like the box office and the fiction and all of like the media that we consume as a culture i find it really interesting because i guess to address like the other elephant in the room that is not attacking our gene uh, <laughs> you love that that elephant see the the whole like greater mythology of this space and the space of like storytelling in the ranch and the yellowstone connections we are exalting these american tropes that are a little bit like affiliated with like a traditional air quotes American perspective so I found it really compelling and pointed that Helen Mirren is going to give us like the deep introspective line about capitalism and the unending cycle of greed will be the downfall of us all what does this say about our species Troy right and even as like we talked about it a bit in that third po first podcast but as kind of um, gratuitous and maybe overwrought as the violence is the way that we're attacking the kind of ideas of the religious institutions and what happened the persecution of like the actual native people as we got out there i appreciate that the show is giving us a like critical perspective mm -hmm. and our viewpoint into that stuff you know what i mean if it's a little like um uh, a tropey regardless it's at least like giving that to us in the in the messaging Yes. And I would say that uh, in as much as it is grounded in these behemoths of masculinity and American exceptionalism and capitalism and religion, uh, it, it is it is grounded based on historical fact mm -hmm. that it, it, it adds a, a verisimilitude to the to the story. Uh, and I think they found different ways of, of kind of recognizing the, the costs and the impacts of it without 100% romanticizing it. Um, but yet, we're still going to get the sweeping vistas. We're still going to get the gritty Harrison Ford, and we're still going to get the gritty Helen Mirren. Uh, so I, I, I like the choices that they've made around this, uh, but they do keep it in a very safe lane for us as viewers right now. Um, so you were saying that you wanted to like go on top of the mountain and scream your appreciation for Alex. Uh, if uh, now, if if you still want to do that, I think this is a great time to to get into uh, your your new fave, Troy. Uh, your new yeah. Fave. I just I like what an incredible meet cute. What an incredible character who is like driving not only the narrative and the story forward. I believe it's called piloting actually. Oh, sorry. oh well, <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, is, is piloting the relationship forward, but is also, you know, a mechanism for healing uh, a mechanism for, you know, bringing out a different side of Spencer uh, and the experiences they have together are what, what drive him back home, not just getting the letter from his aunt. So, you know, in that way, I, I think just, you know, how they've, written her what role she plays in the story is really interesting and, and compelling 
but I just think she's she's gorgeous. She's captivating. The performance is really uh, charming. And I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I see how he fell in love with her. Uh, and I see how she fell in love with him. And uh, that's fun to watch. Like hot people getting into their future <laughs> lives together sure. and dealing yeah. with challenges. Gosh, like, they were talking about how they could visualize their children so quickly. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this has been, it's been, you know, each there, other for 72 times, hours. There are times where that's like so unbelievable, right? It's not earned. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. a little manic. And yet something about this, and, and maybe it is because it's, it's set in this kind of adventure context, from from a Western or an American perspective uh, makes it more believable. But I also just think it's the performances and this idea of we've written both of these characters to kind of be trapped in their own prison and they immediately meet each other and see a path forward. Uh, that is great stuff. And I'm here to watch as much of that as you give me. Yeah, for me, the performance is just like really compelling between both of them, right? They have the chemistry and that's like that ineffable, intangible thing that is so hard to measure. But as much as like I'm talking about the letter scene, I thought was really good. That like final challenge where he tries to like ditch her and leave the letter in the morning. Like oh. this was so it was just so engaging for me. You know, we talk about like actual, like powerful, formidable kind of like women in fiction. And she is just the embodiment of that. Talk about like show, don't tell the way that she dresses him down like buddy you don't call for me you know uh either we are doing this together or like we're not and that's it and it Last was chance. very charming and reflecting yeah. and, and maybe that's so what it is powerful, right that that know? is like a, a framing of a relationship that i find very compelling that mm -hmm. like fits into my worldview of a partner who says we are in this together you are not going to go off on your own and then call me when you think it's safe like we're going to push the the you know the yoke together through this field and through the mud and through the crap and that's very fun to see in the and context the of the year books. 1923 yeah um, the actors who play Spencer and Alexandria, uh, Alexandra rather, Brandon Sklenar, I'm probably horribly mispronouncing his last name, yeah. uh, Julia Schleipfer, these are two people who I don't know have been, uh, you know, they have not really had their big recognizable role uh, yet, so this is, this is really it, it seems like. And the Yellowstone shows are highly viewed, as we've discussed. They are, you know, deeply coveted and, um, you know, positioned in uh, great importance by Paramount Plus, a huge, uh, you know, jewel in their crown. So they're at, like, the, the biggest stage that you can get right now, or one of the biggest stages you can get right now in the streaming universe is people are probably going to be paying attention. I think we're going to see a lot more of the two of them uh, in, in the years to come. I think that that's part of the thing that for me is uh, compelling about their relationship on screen is the on-screen chemistry of the actors, but also sort of individually within the actor's own performance. Like, oh, well, uh, Spencer, you're going to be in a Marvel movie pretty soon. I'm pretty oh, sure, yeah. you know, or like you're going to you're going to be in yeah. like an actual like awards bait movie or something like that. Uh, I, I feel like we're, we're watching something. We're seeing something grow. That's fun. I like that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, for those eagle-eyed viewers who uh, maybe are, are fans <laughs> of our of our uh, uh, good friends uh, who plays in the politician Ben Platt, uh, you might recognize Julia from playing Alice, uh, who is also a character who knows what she wants uh, and is very aggressive about that. So if you happen to enjoy The Politician, which which I kind of did, it feels like I don't know that it stuck with me. But as I look back through her credits, is that the uh, Netflix I remember show he's like a high school kid who's trying yes. to be class president and he's going to be president of the United States. Yeah, and then runs point. and then yeah. runs for Congress. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a it's one of those shows where it's, you know, 17 year olds talking like they're 45. But uh, yeah, it's a sure, good so watch. sort of like and... Muppet Babies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like you know what, yeah. Josh? It's exactly yeah. like Muppet. I mean, I just gotta like... imagine or the Muppets got to be older than forty-five at this point. Uh, I'm so glad you brought that up. You know, I don't know. I don't know how old they are right now. Um, so let's talk about other things. <laughs> well, you don't have a transition from Muppet <laughs> Babies back to the Montana Ranch. Yes, I do. Speaking you ready? I do bears. have one. I do have one. If you'll just give me a moment to compose myself. Here we go. Dutton babies, let's go <laughs> to Montana. <laughs> As we uh, we should talk about everything that's going on here. So yeah, the big twist of the show is that Harrison Ford's gonna not quite get got, but he's gonna get close enough to getting got in the third episode. Uh, he's gonna get gut shot at least. Uh, his son is also going to lose his life here. Uh, as a result of that, his wife is going to uh, die by suicide in uh, this uh, in episode four, I think it was, or was it episode nephew? Five? I think it was right. His um, nephew. Yeah. Yes, his, his nephew. nephew very nephew's nephew's wife. Yeah. 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 Yes. Because it is um, deeply confusing if you're not really tracking, and we don't there, want to add to that. It's a bit confusing if you are tracking. It's right. true. Yes. There's yep. a there's a lot of fun to be had right now in uh, doing uh, some Google searching around like the Yellowstone universe is the Dutton family tree, uh, and the Dutton family tree. This show is um, it's not convoluting the family tree in the sense that it can't all make sense in the end. But it is introducing questions uh, about who is going to be uh, the descendant of who and all that stuff. And I think that a There's lot of people pruning involved in this family tree. We are pruning branches for sure. I just think that the James Badge Dale branch was a prominent branch. We didn't think that we would be uh, pruning that branch. And that branch has been pruned. Uh, and then I think that the questions become, you know, is is Jack going to be John Dutton the second rich? Is uh, is this going to be some kid of Spencer and Alex's? There's all of these various questions here, and I think that the notion of the Dutton line being on the line, and this is what Kara is now having to rally to protect. I would have thought that this would have almost no stakes because you know that they make it to Yellowstone and still have the ranch. But no I think stakes, that there are, only rice and chicken. There are there are certain um, not anyone's last meal. I'll tell you what. I think that's wrong. By the way.
way. I think a lot of people would. Uh, a eat, lot yeah. of people would. Put sauces and oh, stuff. Yeah, and chicken, rice, and gravy. I'm down for it. It could be pretty oh, good. It could be pretty real. good. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Dutton, maybe not the most creative thinker, uh, is a is a possibility. Man um, doesn't like long grains. Rich, no, I think no. that there's actually like, as a Yellowstone person, I feel like there are, uh, you know, there's there's things that I'm like in suspense about. Yellowstoner is that what? Yeah, we call I it? yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's that's the term. more Tulsa King, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, what's interesting to do with about the apricot it, jam. Yeah. Oh my God, that apricot jam. Uh-huh. What's interesting about it to me is like, uh, in a sense, right? If you've tracked Yellowstone, if you're watching Yellowstone, which I'm sure a lot of people are jumping directly from there into this show, um, it's like you know, retroactively justifying this whole family creed, right? Of like, we've seen so many. Part of my perspective can't help but be informed by what I have watched in the five, six seasons of Yellowstone that I have like imbibed and. It's this um, like defense of the homestead and this like relentless, ruthless kind of pragmatism about what it's going to take to preserve the ranch. It's like a really interesting kind of setup of a viewpoint, the way it's being pitted against the miners and this kind of like altruistic idea of conservation against these greedy miners that would like strip it all down to nothing. And so the only way to preserve it is for like we who have the most to in fact have more. Um, It's like a really kind of interesting perspective in the way that we're going back but the like unrelenting pressure coming in on this family i think like frames up good tension for a narrative josh right at the end of the day like knowing that these folks are all like vulnerable and might get gunned down on the side of the road at any moment makes it more interesting yeah and i think that there's also tension in knowing that some of these people are just gonna get blasted to hell Uh, you know there's some tension in like all right, so when is when are they going to get Bron Troy? You know, is Bron a season two character or does he have oh. uh, four episodes left? No, uh, he's got four episodes left. No know? question, he doesn't get out of season one. Like, here. does Timothy Dalton get out of season one? Does Timothy yes. Dalton make it to season two? I, I think so. I think Bron is the one who like sets the ball in motion and then gets removed. Uh, uh, but the ball is already in motion at this point. Uh, if we're getting the into speculation a, territory. The show did a decent job of making, like, I don't, I, I'm I'm supposed to be on Harrison Ford's side, but I also like Bronn from Game of Thrones. Uh, but I I feel like when you saw him get hanged and all of his, uh, his friends are getting hanged too, and he's just the only one left. He's the only yeah. one who's able to make it. Uh, and hours have passed clearly, and he has to go through a lot of physical, arduous ordeals in order to survive. Part of me was like, ah, oh, man, uh, I, I get it. Uh, that I'm sucks. Having, that was a horrible night that you just had, sir. That's terrible. I'm having an incredible moment of revelation. And people will look back at this podcast in the future and say, wow, Troy, you were on something. Or you are on to something. It's the apricot chip. Yeah. Don't sweat it's it. Yeah. But, but you're good. You're good. If, if, so good. if we say that the premise of 1923, the, the core theme of this show, is survival against all odds. Mm-hmm. And that the descendants of you, your lineage, are only here because you endured against mm-hmm. all odds. All right. We are setting up Spencer and Alex possibly to have woven through the needle and eventually uh, uh, survive against all odds here and, and have some progeny that may be around in the Yellowstone universe. Uh, is it at all possible that Jerome Flynn's character, Banner, through surviving against all odds, 
also has some descendancy that then makes a reappearance in the Yellowstone world. I think that this type of thing is absolutely what they should be doing if they're not actively planning it. Um, you know, again, we've talked about the complicated rights issues as to why Yellowstone proper isn't streaming on Paramount Plus. And there's some degree to which that show is just so massive and monstrous that it, it takes care of itself. And doesn't even need to be interesting anymore in order to get humongous ratings, as has been happening this past season, IMO. Um, but I think that still they should be using Yellowstone as a gateway portal back to the shows that they are able to stream. Uh, and so I think if like you see and one thing that has happened, Troy, uh, because you haven't seen the Yellowstone shows is sometimes I don't have a good example in front of me right now, but sometimes actors from Yellowstone show up in mm -hmm. 1883, for example, mm. as a totally different character. Taylor Sheridan himself uh, plays two different characters in this universe, both of whom I'm sure Rich will excitedly tell you are the coolest people in their respective yeah, time They're the most badass guys you're ever going to see on the show. Both you know, time, you, in, yeah. in no question that that guy <laughs> is the most badass current rancher, and that guy is the most badass former cowboy. Um, and so that that's happened, and there's other examples of that. Um, Any of them pop up as nuns this time or no, priests? Not, no. that I, not that I saw. Um, but one thing that has not happened terribly often that I can think of is one of those actors um, explicitly playing an ancestor or a descendant of the other. Um, mm. I do think that that would be a smart thing to do. I just don't know that it is what they're doing. But I would love to see like a modern day brawn. Uh, show I mean, up in Yellowstone season six would be very would, interesting. Wouldn't it be interesting, or 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 to you know later on down the line have a have a Banner Creighton descendant like marry into the Dutton line because uh, Banner survived these sorts of things? That's where my head goes, Troy. Is like immediately to the like, oh, is Spencer going to come back and they're going to realize that Timothy Dalton, aka Goldminer, is the actual villain and be yeah. like, we need this tough bastard, Gold this sheep farmer to help me fight the war against the true villains you know and his daughter will marry who i mean sure i could see it that'd be great but also like yeah dude cast your own flint on yellowstone like i'm i'll be there to <laughs> be so like here awesome it. if we could like pay that all forward but yeah. i do dig what you're putting down like i don't know i really for whatever it's worth i thought 1883 was like much more exciting for me than yellowstone like i'm definitely digging 1923 more than yellowstone like yes use this as a vehicle to like motivate some old stories and yeah take me back to this adventurous time you know they you know i don't know how the numbers translate is it like as massive for them in streaming for 1923 in 1883 as it is for them linearly with uh yellowstone on paramount plus like i don't know how that shakes out on the on the like their business parameters or whatever um but i do think qualitatively having watched all three of these shows very clearly to me yellowstone is in last place like by a lot mm -hmm. uh, by a significant margin compared to the two that are on paramount plus so that is a paramount plus plus i think uh mm. close mm. No. How lovely. No, that was not entirely. I'm good. just sitting here trying to think of James Bond puns. Okay, that's Keep where them coming. we are. Keep them coming. It's okay. Uh, miners um, would say diamonds are forever. That's as best <laughs> as I've got. That's yeah. pretty good. He's mining for gold. He is. He is mining for gold. I think that 
I, I think that the war will go to season two. So I, I think the fact that there is a second season of this show, 1923 part two, I think that we're yeah, seeing. Do they just call it 1924? 1924. It's got to be. we're going right? into I mean, the winter. So we're gonna is it like name. Survivor season? So that Fs up the DVRs if it we does. start changing the name. That's it a problem, does. right? I've had this. 1923 issue. plus one. I've had this issue. The fall. I've had uh, this issue with the uh, the naming conventions of these shows. I feel like uh, 1923 this was not... to electric, electricity Boba boogaloo. Fett, actually, yeah, yeah the book of Dutton, yeah. uh, the Dutton Diaries uh, is what I would have called it. I'd call it the Dutton Diaries, <laughs> is how I would frame this show. Um, wow. Let's talk about Tiana Rainwater. Uh, this a lot of this was very hard to watch. Um, so much so, I will just jump in and say. In, in in addition to trying to quickly catch up and re watch all the pod like watch all the episodes for the podcast, this was one space where I found myself advancing forward. I gotta I, say, horrible. It, so it was so brutal. I it was really tough to weather. It felt gratuitous, right? It feels like this really gratuitous violence that is so over the top. Like by the end of episode one, we had well articulated uh, Tiana's motivation to do what she does and like murder this woman and get the hell out of Dodge, right? That being said, I do think that it's um, I, it's it's I appreciate that this like kind of critical point of view of the plight of the Native Americans and what happened due to like the North American expansion and colonialism manifest destiny. The entirety of this kind of evil perpetuated by the Catholic Church is presented on the show. You know, it's a very different show. But uh, our dear friend, Dr. Melissa Woodward, and I were talking about his dark materials for a couple of months this winter when season three was on. And that's a show based. It's like inspired by Paradise Lost. It's a whole kind of exploration of original sin and theology in these very deep ways. And she and I talked a lot on that podcast about the like the kind of separation between religious beliefs and and then the religious institutions that govern them and the corruption of power. And uh, yeah, I didn't love a lot of this, but I did appreciate that there was a very like kind of scathing indictment. Here. It's been a long time since I've been as like, uh, like, yeah, you earned that uh, at characters dying on my television mm, screen as right. it was to, to her victims when she made war uh, on her, on her way out of the school. Um, but I don't know that it was worth it. You know, like, I don't know that it was worth enduring everything that led. I think your point is, is really, really well taken. I think also to your earlier point, uh, we got it in yeah, the first it episode. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it just, it did really feel like, gosh, this is uh hoof, uh, really, really, really rough. Um, but uh, I was really psyched to see uh, that she, that she gets out of there and who she reunites with uh, this character, Hank, who is uh, played by an actor who I really like, uh, Michael Gray Eyes, uh, who uh, I do not understand why, um, but he appeared in the third season of AMC's Fear the Walking Dead, the final mm. season of the original Dave Erickson era. And he's one of the very rare examples of a really cool, badass, well-articulated character who only appears in one season of a Walking Dead TV show and yet is alive, is out there somewhere, uh, mm. has not been brought back in. And so I've been spending a lot of time uh, this day being like, oh, yeah, I forgot that he played uh, Taka Walker, I believe, on, on Fear of the Walking Dead. Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, and I was thrilled for the reminder today by uh, by Michael Gray Eyes, who I, I feel like at the very least, it makes me feel like Tiana Rainwater's in good hands finally. Uh, oh, yeah. With Uncle Hank. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited about where she is now. I, you know, my my final evaluation of this storyline is really gonna depend on wh where they land it, uh, and and the degree to which this may or may not tie into the overall Dutton narrative. You know, are we setting up in a Pulp Fiction type situation where you know it's gonna come back into uh, what what we believe to be the main storyline in an important way, or is this just a a a, a B plot? Uh, and we want to show, uh, as I've heard uh, occurs within Yellowstone, different perspectives about what's happening within the context here. I, I would say uh, if it's the latter, uh, and even to some extent, if it's the former, like we took too long to get here. Like we just yeah. we really yeah, just uh, sat in this boarding school and had to endure this. And and while I know that, you know, that may very well be the point, um, it, it just yeah I, I don't have much else to say like other subsequent than... like subsequent scene colliding into subsequent scene of like different traumas happening you know it was just like it was relentless is the word yeah uh, it was you know yeah. really really relentless it, it absolutely was i think it definitely was too far right this felt to me like one of these like uh, the b plot doesn't have enough there but we're going to stretch it across all these episodes anyway yeah because and, she um, she is for sure at least connected to important uh yes, sure. lineage uh, her last name being rainwater and the rainwater's active characters in the yellowstone universe that's not a guarantee that it will work out well for her look at uh, a bunch of duttons uh for for further evidence so I am, I am with you, uh, Troy, in terms of like, okay, well, wh so where are you taking us? What, where does yeah, this, like, where were we just buying time because it was too soon in the season for her to leave, right? We needed to introduce her in episode one, but we can't have her leave until episode five. And so, you know, we have to fill it with something so you right. don't forget about her, in which case I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. But, uh, you know, if if uh, I will reserve judgment on this until we get to the end of the season, at very least, if not the end of her storyline. Um, but I do like the performance. I like the character. I like where she is right now. So I am intrigued to see more finally, even though I was reluctant during the first few episodes and for whatever it's worth there was a real palpable sense of relief that she meets hank who seems like a legitimately good dude and it's like oh thank god we yeah. can like stop dude you have no idea no idea uh so yeah no i'm i'm really glad that they're linked up and Curious to see where it goes, but I, I think like even with a really satisfying finish, I, I will probably look back at this and like, oh, gosh, I'll never I never want to watch that uh, too much that. Yep, uh, for sure. Um, do either of you have anything else on where we're at in 1923 before we want to shift gears to Tulsa King? We'll definitely talk about the rest of the 1923 episodes after they drop. Thing on the other side of the finale, we'll get back together to to give our takes on the on the season writ large. But actively right now, Troy, you got anything? Yeah, I just want to like invite a little bit of speculation as our teaser at the end here, which is we see Harrison Ford bumbling upstairs, struggling to uh, change levels, uh, as one would say, to level up. Where where do you think it's all that passive end XP? Up? Uh, is he accumulating yeah. passive XP during his bed rest, guys? <laughs> He's not. No, yeah, no, no, I don't no think dice. so. No. You have to adventure to uh -huh. get XP. Uh, but no, I mean, where, you know, like speculate for a second here. 
are we just shoving Jacob Dutton off into the sidelines here as Spencer returns to ascend to the throne? Or is there a last hurrah coming uh, where, you know, we're going to see Harrison back up yeah. on the horse with a rifle ready yes. to do some left handed. Uh, but I am not left-handed. Uh, yeah, I think he's gonna have to. <laughs> I think he's gonna have to come out a left-handed, a left-handed Jacob out of uh, left field. I think is in the is in the stars. Uh, and I think if he does not get to go out in some glaze, uh, glaze of glory, glaze of glory, uh, I want that him. donut. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. What's the bory flavor though? I don't know. Glaze of glory is a pretty good donut. If he does not get to go out in a glaze of gory, uh, <laughs> then what are we doing here with Harrison Ford? Uh, give you got to give him like he's got a sorry, young guns two spoilers incoming. Apologies, it's okay. Like, oh I've gone this long too. Rich, he's got to have that like. Come on, Billy, let's finish the game. Doc Skurlock moment. You know, like he needs to be able to step out uh, one last time. I will be very disappointed if we don't get that. Whether it's this season or next, Jacob Dutton's got to go down in a, in, a, in, a, uh, in, a big, in a big way, in a, in a big satisfying firefight. You're speaking my language. For me, the big question was like, as we re as we get to the end of like the tugboat flip, we didn't talk a lot about the tugboat situation. I love the kind of like tugboat drama at the end. The, the, <laughs> the tugboat, tugboat was rollover, all of this kind of nonsense. I mean, when the captain's right? explaining to you how everything works, you know the captain is not long for this. Oh, all right, so uh, you guys captain, have the right? six hour shift, and then I'll be there for three hours, and then I'm gonna go. Uh, so. It's so good. But the whole idea here is like, I came to a point where I thought we were going to kind of like set once we realized oh the letter came three months ago i thought we were going to like powerful music montage back to the states troy right when no. all of a sudden spencer and alex are back in montana and now that we're doing the full adventure i feel like harrison ford definitely makes it out of season one to be like uh i think his his um blaze of glory is early season two i feel like we got to get him on the horse one last time riding out maybe braun got more ammo for that tommy gun you know maybe gold miner is going to send his army of people after him. Who knows? But like, definitely we got to kill him off and we I can't think, do it yeah. until Spencer is like just close enough to see it happen, yes. but not help. Right. He's got to be like in the plane, flying over the oh ranch on the God. other side of the field, whatever. You look down together. and see him shooting wow. each other. Yeah. Wow. Whatever it is, we got to get right to that edge. I think so. That's yeah. And, and Rich, uh, you did do it. You did find the Muppets tie in here. Uh, Spencer is not able to travel by map. Like, no, the he's, not. Uh, but I do think uh, you're right in that, you know, we're, we're, we're probably, if I were writing the show, the most dramatic thing would to have uh, would be to have Jacob be taken out before Spencer gets back and for Kara and others to be uh, uh, literally out of options. And then whoop, we've got Alex and Spencer, Spencer coming in to yeah. save the day. Yeah. Uh, I think something like that feels feels right uh, to the point of we didn't talk enough about the tugboat. I do want to spend some time just saying I loved the tugboat. It I really loved was it. something special. Josh. I really, yeah. I really loved the tugboat. I really loved uh, uh, the the dread pirate Luca as a character. I thought was was a, was a delight. Peter Stormare is is just one of these actors who just guns it. Um, yeah. Peter Stormare, I don't know that I've ever seen him do anything other than just press his foot all the way through the gas pedal as an actor. Uh, and here, as uh, as Wikipedia describes Luca as 
a weathered but wise sailor. They do not tell us about who hacks up blood and spits it into his second blood cup that he keeps around with his regular drinking cup. Uh, he is like a, a, this incredibly rich character immediately who is only here for one episode. And there's part of me that's like, man, we were just getting going here with Luca. And then another part of me that's like, okay, well, this is sort of like the Odyssean nature potentially of Spencer's journey home. Yeah. Like, are we going to meet like a whole cadre oh, of people? That. Like, what is this going to yeah. look like when he gets to the next port? Who's the survivor that's like huddled in the corner of the ghost ship that he's going to find? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm waiting so, for Willem Dafoe, Nicholas Cage. It's going to be a whole who's oh, who man. show. This is going to be much better than what I thought was happening, which is he has TB and she's going to get it. Oh, and that's yeah. How this is too. all going to go down. I was I deeply mean. worried about the Doc Holiday problem there. For me, I, I think that uh, the like beauty of Peter Stormare is that as soon as he shows up, the second that you realize he's in whatever it is that you're watching, you know it's just getting better if it's good it's going to be much more good if this was like a disaster that you've been like waiting to end at least you got some peter storm coming for you like the guy really does just like hold up whatever he's doing a little bit higher uh it was a gift he, to get he, he was in like maybe like 20 percent of one episode of 1923 and he just ate he just feasted uh, on scenery. Uh, it was great. It was I was good. glad. I thought it was more than than we might get. I was worried he was going to get like the Tom Hanks eighteen eighty three treatment, and we would be like, "Oh, that was the Peter Stormare." Nah, Peter Stormare's got to eat. Uh, we he, made it to the boat. Peter Stormare's got to got to eat. He's got to work for his supper in a way Tom Hanks doesn't have to work for his supper. He's yeah, like, I got to do a full episode if you're gonna. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Um, Anyway, I'm interested. I'm very curious to see where they're going to go with a few more episodes of this show. It is it is nice to know that like. My expectations are uh, some measure of resolution, but not total resolution, because we know that a second season is on the way. One of the interesting tricks uh, that 1883 did, uh, Troy, is that uh, you didn't know it was just one season. You kind of assumed they were going to keep going. Mm. Uh, and then clearly by the end of you got to like the third or second to last episode, like, how, what, how, are they going to get out of this? Like, not only how are they going to get out of this, but like, are they? Because yeah. uh, this is about to end in the final episode. It's like, yeah, this is, you know, the bunch of stories we're just we're just calling here. Uh, so no, I yeah. like I liked that at the time. It was an exciting week to week moment moment um but i don't think that that needs to be the way this is every single time so it's nice to know that there's there's something on the horizon beyond uh, the next four episodes which we'll for sure get back together to talk about yeah i mean banner creighton just got plumbing and electricity in a house like he's living in the city <laughs> we gotta see him do at like... least one load of laundry what else did we show up for yeah that's Chekhov's washer machine okay mr sheridan you better take that thing for a spin all right well we will be back with more 1923 coverage on the other side of season one of 1923 not doing these week to week make sure you're subscribed posterrecaps.com slash yellowstone pod and make sure you continue on here uh past the commercial break as we're gonna be talking about tulsa king the final three episodes of season one of sylvester stallone's tulsa king if you have not yet watched that show you're gonna want to get out now but if you have watched that show and you want to hear our takes on that uh stick around and i'll say even if you haven't watched tulsa king come join us for the conclusion it's gonna be a good time 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let's go back to Tulsa. <sighs> Man, they got him. They got him again. <laughs> Happy trails. <laughs> Happy trails. They got gotcha. you. You know, again. Uh, the counter, Why? like the countdown of like, all right, well, how long before they get him? Uh, you know, I would have been like, okay, you know, end of the show. You know, the whole show ends. It probably goes back to where he was or worse. Uh, I don't know that I had it in my bingo card. And maybe this was foolish of me, Rich. Like, yeah. Dwight's just going to go back to jail for like a really big charge. Uh, you know, a, a hard to imagine how you get out of this one sort of deal for bribing a federal agent. Uh, and so we we end as we begin. Uh, Sylvester Stallone behind bars. They got Stallone like Capone, man. It was all about the money, right? They yeah. tracked the money <laughs> and they nailed him. I really did not see that end coming. At I don't like all it. Either. I want to tell you, I don't like it. I'm not happy about it. I don't like it. I like no, the idea of Sylvester Stallone getting arrested again at some point in Tulsa King, but real. this is too early. It's no, too it's early to trot real. this out. Look, Josh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know, Rich, you were just getting your train going here, but like, let me just. No, we. we... That's that is that is a teaser at the end that says we've got a season two. That's all that is. Like this is this is not real. Some we clerical were... error is going to emerge. Yeah, like look, uh, we... Martin Starr is going to hack. If the Tulsa we were going to put Stallone behind bars in season two, it would have happened after they shot up an entire bar full of people and he rammed a guy's head against. I don't even know what kind of antler situation was going on there, but like. I, I thought, okay, at the end of that whole scene, I'm like, yeah, maybe cops show up, maybe some people get arrested, and then we jump ahead to opening of a casino, right? And so I'm thinking, well, okay, we yada yada it, but that's fine. And then we're going to lock him up for the most piddly million dollar bribery of an ATF officer? No, absolutely not. Will not accept it. I thought he was going to get um, arrested when agent did we clock this last time that uh, this this agent that he's dating here is named agent Andrea Beale. Savage. Yes, we did. Yes. Uh, and I went off on how everyone needs to go watch. Uh, I'm sorry. Her her previous TV show that was a half hour comedy, which was incredibly great. Uh, canceled way too soon. Andrea Savage is is terrific. I just can't get over Andrew Savage. It's that good. Uh, it's this so is a great good. name. Uh, nonetheless, like I thought that she was going to like maybe get him arrested, you know, after the shootout. Uh, but then I thought like, oh, no, when she found out that he's on dates talking about Grateful Dead songs, now it's all going to like flip upside down. I really didn't expect this all to like play out this way at the end. Yeah. Of the 
yeah no um, and and i think you know any of us who, who who know the tropes of writing expect oh well there's one more condition on you keeping your job and it's going to be you can't see him again. yeah you right? gotta betray and life. then at the very end she's outside she's going to see him again that's going to be her way of saying i gave it all up for you right and so this is to me the writers thinking they're playing chess with the viewers when in reality they're just like swiping the board off and throwing some candy land cards on it like i i i See, that I, sounds chaotic it does sound chaotic. Like, what are you candy doing it's fun though i thought that she was going to show up for like the opening of the new club and casino while a uh, horse girlfriend wasn't there and that ultimately the the, the extra condition was going to be like we need you to be the undercover agent we want you to maintain this relationship to go like work man freddy from the inside and like use the inside info oh, here right and rich, i was like shocked that we didn't do this rich that's because they're going to do it in the season two premiere you Oh my god, my mistake. It's like a, no, what... it's a public, it's a public arrest. Uh, and then he's gonna get released, mm, but he's gonna in turn between. state's evidence. Yeah, yeah. Because he has to he has to hit back against Chicky. He has a lot of valuable stuff from his time in New York that he can uh that he can use to leverage his way out of some trouble. And uh Chicky's dad, uh what was his name? Pete? Uh Pete was sure. the only Pete was the only guy keeping Sly loyal. And then Chicky comes down to try and ambush Dwight, he and his goons, who, by the way, they say, oh, man, it's 105 degrees out here. Can you even believe it? As there's not a single sweat stain on any Not of a single. Yeah, and they're I sitting know. out in the sun. I, it, yeah, look, you guys look, would go inside if it was yes, really 105 yeah, especially degrees. Especially if I was bald. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that you're not. You're not poolside. But I, I feel like he, he sends them off very unceremoniously. And I think... Uh, uh, any sort of like uh, like mob code that existed doesn't exist anymore. So he's got ways out of this. Obviously, look, Josh. I, I think maybe we jumped we jumped ahead a little bit here. We 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 you know got the the drum fill in the air tonight a little early. Uh, I just want to step back and just like observe over these last few episodes of Tulsa King. Uh, what I enjoyed about the first like you know whatever six episodes that we did. It, it was more of that, but like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than like, didn't like it. Not, not, not great. I mean, it was fine. It was yeah. fine. I'll watch season two. Sure. But uh, there's just some clumsiness to the story and to the writing for me that gets a, a little bit tough to just sit back and enjoy. You didn't like when we went around with the collection of yahoos that Dwight's been assembling for his army as the uh -huh. general. And they were all like, this criminal changed my life for the better. And I'm on a much more self-directed path of huh? authority now. And everything <laughs> is going to turn out great. Let's go. Blood feud for life. Uh, I love this like moment of realization. I think so much of the fun for me was like Dwight building this army up you know Dwight meeting these unsuspecting people and like I don't know man I leaned right into it but like it was so kind of ridiculous as we all marshaled our forces here for the end I, I enjoyed it I guess for what this was is there this show is entertaining in in uh in a way where like it might not be good 
It might not be a good show, but <laughs> but I am I am entertained. I do I do find what? myself I do find myself entertained. I do not find myself bored. Uh, I in addition to the 1923 binge, I binged these three episodes of Tulsa King before this podcast. As uh, Rich, you did as well, I believe that you also had yep. to binge the the TK uh, the TKO. Uh, Troy, you had been keeping up week to week a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I read ahead yeah. a little. I, I I watched seven and eight. No, and that's- then just great it gripped you you were invested you were invested um <laughs> regrets on that investment but... yeah you were invested was it the finale specifically yeah. or were there things leading to the finale where you were like i don't know about this yeah i think it was really the finale for me the like the the chicky just go away i'm gonna threaten like you're here and then quickly go away yeah. uh there's a couple of these things where i'm just like Oh, uh, gosh. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm loath to, you know, talk ill of a show because, hey, guess what? People created something and mm-hmm. uh, I can't I can't make a show. I don't know how to do that. And, and there are times I haven't yet. Uh, but there are times where, you know, especially in this show where you can just like sit back and enjoy the ride. And then there's just a certain point at which it just becomes a little bit too much. And it it is it is hard for it's hard for me to enjoy but this is why i have What's to talk a good to example? you all give us an example of one thing where it's like hey writer's room easy on the apricot jam okay uh focus up what are you doing over there uh give me one thing from the finale that really was that for you well i think there's just a couple things that were a little uh ham-fisted i mean the the <laughs> i can't say it on the podcast but the fm speech uh uh-huh. from the general a bit much. It's yes. a little bit much. Uh, we also got our own monologue from Armand. We got our own monologue from Tyson. We get there were just a few moments where it's like, all right, I see the chunks now. of the food yeah. in the stew, and it's not quite baked together. Yeah, yeah. I'm a man now. You can't stop me. I've chosen my destiny. Yeah, I you don't. Yeah, that. And then I love the the dad being like, "You're a man now. You've chosen your own <laughs> destiny." <laughs> This is not a seat that I like to sit in to critique a show that doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, uh-huh. but... uh, and Garrett Hedlund, Mitch Keller is like, yeah, he's the man now. He's chosen my destiny. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm like <laughs> what? Okay, so we've got the like, we've been building up to this big confrontation with the and then biker there's Grace. Gang. There's Grace who's like, "You're the man now, and you're just choosing our destiny." <laughs> yeah. Can you be more careful with us. And I love that when he's like, "Sorry, you're right." That's I my mistake. Yeah, I should have thought a little bit about the little people. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing of like that we have this whole mounting uh, like Gosh, this tension development isn't nuanced. I'm. <laughs> shocked <laughs> the, the whole like mounting battle that we're gonna go to war literally with the general leading and then they like they fought it off like redcoats josh they stood in a line <laughs> they stood in a line and we're like all right enemies you guys come rocking down this choke point let's go you've got to lock up you've got to lock up the choppers we can't use our motorcycles we've got to do and then literally the next time we see him is the pulling up on motorcycles outside the bar well do you think it's because he shoots that one guy in the head and it cuts to commercial like in between is like everyone be like hey what the let's hell that get, was gary let's just get on the choppers and that's, go to their bar tonight that's a cool wall trip what are you doing he's like guys i'm sorry i'm under a lot of stress you're right we can do motorcycles we'll do motorcycles we're back on motorcycles <laughs> 
the Black McAdams. Uh, the Black McAdams are nothing without their cuts, Rich. They need their bikes. They need their cuts. They they certainly had their cuts. <laughs> They're gone. Did they take a vote? Like R.I.P. to the the season one bad guys of Tulsa King, uh, Waltrip and the Black McAdams. Uh, Richie Coster as Waltrip, who becomes a uh, wall dead uh, in this episode, as he gets pinned against the wall and uh, literally wall art. His he's wall art now. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. He was he says to the Sly Stallone, he says to Dwight, like, oh F off already. And then he just <laughs> pops him. Uh and he's just like laying back against the wall for such a prolonged period of time. That uh, like execution too. It really felt like Sly was gonna second guess himself, like there was something else coming, like there was another plan. I mean, it was a real no. long breath there, Josh, of like uh all right, now I'm gonna kill can you. We, Maybe can he's we? just like, I want you to have like twenty seconds to understand that it's yeah. over for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't mean to be having us jumping all around too much, but like, can we talk about what what felt like to me a retcon of the circumstances of Dwight going into prison? Oh, sure. Like, so we see that scene in the finale of him being with the like, totally non CGI'd yeah. fire. Yes. Uh, and and it just was one where I was living under the impression that like. Dwight was told by the father, "Hey, you you need to take you need to take the blame for this one, right? You need to go away for this, right? And and do right by the family." But it's like, no, it's, no you it, shot a man in the head. You shot a man in the head, and then walked right out downstairs to the cops as they were arriving on the scene. Well, I guess we don't know what ha what else happens there. Does like Chicky get picked up, and do some of these other people get picked up? And then uh, like it's Dwight. You just have to like admit to being you brought that guy there. You tortured him. You shot him. Uh, like I think like they're like laying more on his feet than he would normally. Are we gonna see think. that? Do we need to see that? No, we didn't need to see <laughs> this either. Uh, we didn't need to see them try and de-age Dwight by twenty five years. I thought these were just screen tests from Sylvester Stallone trying to get the backdraft. But no, uh, oh man, deleted yeah. scenes. Mm. Uh, love that. Love the deleted content. Uh, a couple of other things that happened in these final three episodes. I was so happy. Obviously, Chicky was gonna kill his dad. This was so clear. This was happening this was happening as of episode one so i'm glad that like that just got done and chicky's stepping in and that's where we're gonna like when in the episode where there's like pete you're free you're you're gonna you're gonna be great you're gonna live 15 years i'm like okay so he dies this episode is where that will go but i was just so happy uh rich as uh You've been here uh, in the post-show recaps ecosystem. Oh, I know. From the I, I applauded for you there. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah. yeah. Rich, Rich, you go all the way back to Stragoy. You were around for OG Wigwatch back when Corey Stoll, famous, celebrated bald man, uh, was forced to wear an ungodly wig on that show. And so this entire time, I'm watching Dominic Lombardozzi, like, iconically bald Herc from The Wire. Like, <laughs> what is this? What is that? And I'm so glad that he, like, he power kills his dad and his wig just, like, gets crooked. And he's like, no, I shall become the real me. And he takes this thing off. And then the next thought I had was, well, okay, good, it's gone. But, but two was like, why that? Why was that yeah. hair piece? Like the what like the the like the crispy, crusty, gelled wig? It was a strange choice. No, I, I, I prefer that's the character whole, development. 
Telly yeah. Savalas, mob boss, Dominic Lombardozzi. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, so he's in charge. Wig be damned. Uh, that's out of here. But he has. what's he in charge of? His people are just leaving to go to Tulsa. Right. I I don't know. Like, look, I thought we were setting up for like a whole three-way shootout between Chicky's people and the Black McAdam and Dwight's people. And no, it just turned out to be a confrontation by a hotel pool. Yeah, and then he went uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, send my boy over, <laughs> yeah. and then get the hell out of Tulsa. And Goody, Dennis, don't call him Dennis. Uh, <laughs> I liked you better when I didn't know your name was Dennis. Uh, but he needs to know for uh, for payroll purposes. I mean, are we are we keeping Chicky around for like a confrontation in season two? Yes. which we are now promised. Oh yeah, that was happening. Yes. yes. Okay. Chicky's Chicky's whole situation is going to go belly up and he's going to come crawling back to Dwight and he's going to be uh, planning his next move of how to stick a knife in Dwight's back. Uh, but if he becomes a celebrated character among the fandom, they will inevitably find some way to change his heart. Uh, and he will look at uh, Dwight lovingly and say, you're the man now. You changed my destiny. Uh, <laughs> I think that there's a chance that we'll get Chicky on the team long term, Rich. I think this is like you get Loki uh, alongside the Avengers one of these days. I mean, it tracks. I can see it, you know, uh, with him like laying in bed on the ventilators, the whole thing and Sly, like I tried this once before. Here's a million dollars, though, Chicky. Uh, yeah, I, I can imagine it. I could see it. I feel like, you know, it's the inevitable turnaround of um, by the time we're done with them, uh, Oklahoma is going to run New York at the end of season right. two, Josh. Yes, yes. yes. I, think, I think that that's likely. And then does he have a chance to, to come back from it i don't know i i wasn't as disappointed that he just kind of gets sent back to new york that he just shows up and then gets turned right around like grandpa simpson i thought that it was very dismissive yes. of the character and his importance uh and so i think that that being structurally parallel with how this character exists in dwight's universe as well and like his regard of this guy I thought it lined up, um, but the other side of that was like, okay, well, I hope that you have some interesting notions in mind for the New York side of the mob scene in this show to keep this hanging out there. I would also say if you never want to return to this well and this was it, I would also be fine to just focus on Yeah, I, I would too. I mean, we, we got Tina and the kids out on the ranch at the end of the series, so any reason to go back to New York to me is is kind of off the North. table. Yeah. But then again, it might not be Dwight's choice where he is, given where he ends season one. So, uh, I, speaking of which, I, I gotta say, the, the bribery scene, the money transfer scene, uh, goes, in, goes into the... Um, don't take this show too seriously, Cam. Yes, uh, yes. As someone who's coming up on his one-year anniversary working at what technically qualifies as a tech startup, I cannot wait to get to five years yes. so that I know how to hack into bank systems and transfer whatever it was, $8 million, while the ATF agents are looking at it on their computer screen. Are your colleagues he, listening to this podcast? Yeah, really. I mean, we're, oh yeah, I gotta go talk to our engineer. Get that out of here. Don't worry, Troy. It's never, uh, it's it's never digital. It's always like human error. You know, you just need to go watch Mister Robot and uh, get all that down. You'd be you true. Get your social engineering on. Um, well, here's the secret. He mentioned that it was uh, some of it was crypto, I think, and uh, the money didn't get transferred out. It just, it it just cryptoed. It just, you know. 
it all just went away like yeah. mist uh, and then yeah, throw I, a laptop which i'm i'm saying look if you suddenly find out that you have no money in your bank account the last thing you should be doing is throwing your breaking laptop. laptops yeah, yeah. yeah. Need poor, to, buddy. i would have bought that laptop yeah, yeah that being said uh richie coster doing that and being like oh 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 <laughs> oh as he's looking at the computer coming his bank the captions account, on that scene out. were incredible oh, oh. grunts and wails uh, i liked his speech to the boys uh, actually after he shoots uh that one poor guy dennis there and then he's talking about cutting the cancer out with a broadsword with a broadsword um, yeah i really was like quite smitten by his i mean i think that sort this. of speaks to the uh to the to the level of this guy he's like i don't know that you bring a, a broadsword to an or you know like i Do don't you know think that you cool bring a broadsword to a surgical operation they, they changed plans because now once the motorcycles were back on the menu imagine it like scary it would be for a bunch of guys to roll up on motorcycles with broadswords terrifying that's, yeah that's frightening taking uh, notes taking notes tulsa king season two bring out the broadswords uh, uh tulsa <laughs> king season two bring out agent stacy beale like yes. do we see her in season two is she a main character if uh if there is something to uh like dwight becoming an informant or something maybe if he's like i only talk to stacy beale <laughs> 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 you exactly. know because she's got to be part of my crew too you know gotta get her to work with me uh i think there's gonna be a way yeah unless andrea savage wants to leave the show or something i think i, mean, I think he, to find he, a way dwight's got a way with law enforcement we uh -huh. watched him like talk those two cops off that was very effective like dwight seems to get what he wants when he's dealing with these people wow yep. yeah that was an intense scene uh where like i thought he had like some sort of clever trick uh me up too. his sleeve <laughs> yep. but instead he just had like a gun with hollow point bullets he's like you don't want any of this and the policemen were like we don't want any of that uh, and so they left that was that was that bluffing um, the whole time josh uh can we ask as to like the the uh agent beale versus margaret Devereux? like do we have a take here how about the margaret Devereux stuff i was immediately enchanted as she's named her horse ranch after a line from a grateful dead song but mm -hmm. uh, i i like found this more compelling than i thought i would like good fungus question mark i don't know so i kept waiting for the horse queen of tulsa to turn out to be some sort of evil criminal uh mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. the fact that that didn't happen in this season doesn't mean that it can't happen in the future but was definitely where i thought this was going uh troy do you approve of dwight's new love interest of uh of dwight and margaret Devereux? sure sure i mean sure i i dana delaney's great uh enjoy having her on the screen i think they have like a little bit of a fun flirtation i guess i'm more interested in that long term than i am in the general and stacy uh, especially now that she stabbed him in the back uh but Again, I kind of wanted more substance or I wanted more clues as to where this is going, right? I like, know where it's going. I mean, look, these two are no Spencer and Alex for sure. They're not no, like nearly that compelling. But where it's going, it's going to be a fun kind of bottle episode in season two where we take Margaret Devereaux's really skeezy ex-husband like out into the Oklahoma countryside. Oh, sure. And, and like, he's going to be played by some recognizable like, actor. Yeah, the like Saul Goodman kind of treatment of like, you know, something like this. We're going to we're going to torment 
torment the crappy ex-husband for sure. Mm, yeah, I think that that's right. Or the crappy ex-husband, some sort of like the big bad of season two of Tulsa King. Uh, like that's sort of like the justified model is like you've got a threat in your first season and then it's a new one and second and so on. And Sons of Anarchy did this as well. Um, so uh, I think I think that they'll find ways to continue to to develop that out. And I think her as a, a character that's going to connect us to the next threat, like the horse ranch season is incoming. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was an important part of the final act of this uh, final episode. Um, should we go around the horn as we're closing out of like, what do you want the most out of a second season of Tulsa King Troy? Uh, like, what is this show? What should it bring to you when you return, when, when we return to Tulsa at some point in the future? All right, let me start with, at its worst, what it is, is uh, a courtroom drama where Dwight is going through a trial in a very public way, but is out on some sort of parole or out, out on release, and he's going back and forth between, like, no, none of that here, right? What I need season two to be is... I want you to lean into the Motley crew of it all even more. I want this to be Oceans 12. I want this to be Oceans 13. I want you to bring in more recognizable characters, maybe a pair of twins. I don't know. But a group of people who you're like, wow, that's what they got in Tulsa? Amazing. Because I do think we end season one. The best of this show was he brought people into a mob family that never would have been part of a mob family before and don't fit the mold. And that's interesting to see. Uh, and so if he ends up being like the only relic on his team, but it's full of a bunch of like, you know, 20 somethings who are hacking away at the servers in Oklahoma city. Like I'm very down for that and give me more of that. Yeah. Um, Rich, what does the show need? What does the show need more of? What is what is Tulsa King missing in its Tulsa Kingdom? We need more of these uh, homegrown Oklahoman criminals, right? We do. We need to Troy's point. We need to like diversify our roster a little bit more, right? As much as we joked of all like the monologues this episode of like you're the man now. I actually liked like the part of what the general is saying of like living alone is meaningless. I was recently on like the movie ladder podcast with Zach and Brendan talking about into the wild and this great revelation that life is meant to be lived with other people. Humans are social creatures. Like the best of this show was like all right let's go steal the uh you know the, the, the nitrous tank declaration <laughs> yes, yes, yes 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 that's a oh, different can show, we do national uh, treasure right tulsa now. version oh my um, god please somebody call the king yeah, yeah, history I mean, Tulsa King is a heist film. I'm very here. For I, I would love that energy. I think to Troy's point, the cautionary tale is like, let's not get into like the legalese nonsense. We don't need like this at all to be a procedural. I want to dig deeper into like the crazy rodeo criminals. You know what I mean? And like the the Native American cowboys. How can they be both at the same time? Like all of that stuff was where I got the juice. Right. right. Of, like, uh, you know, uh, Tyson's dad being like, all right, I'll go rough these criminals up with you. You know, like I like like that ridiculousness of it all you know uh yeah. Bodie secretly stealing the money like more of that right yeah i want to yeah i think i want i want there to be some sort of very local overarching storyline in season two i i, I really don't want to do a lot more with the new york scene i think that we did it i don't think it was compelling uh i think everything that was compelling and enjoyable about this show happened in tulsa so I agree. Uh, more, more Tulsa grown characters, um, or at least like, you know, uh, you know, like fiery characters coming into Tulsa's orbit. Um, but let's not 
get too far away from the show is literally called Tulsa King. We yeah, talked yeah. about this in our first podcast, Troy. It's like make Tulsa a character. And I don't know that they quite did that. Uh, no, like I, one. I will say this as much as I did not like the pool side confrontation with Chiki. What it did do is it cemented the moment where Dwight is very clearly the Tulsa King. Oh, yeah. It is very clearly you are surrounded, you are outnumbered, you are on our home turf. And I think the pitch for this show is how do you build a mob family that doesn't match any of the tropes that we've seen in mob families with the exception of the figurehead played by Sylvester Stallone? Right. And if you fulfill that promise for me in season two, I'm in for it. Okay. All right. Well, we've got our stakes for a second season of the show. It has been renewed. Uh, no word on when it will uh, come our way. Uh, we don't have, you know, a track record of how long does it take for Tulsa King to make. So is it going to be later this year? Will it be next year? I don't know. But I imagine the three of us will find our way back to Tulsa to have some conversations about Tulsa King in the future. Give it some budget, please. Can, can yeah, you give it a money. little bit more production budget? I think it'd be nice. I think it'd be nice to invest some money into into Tulsa King, but uh, we'll see if they can't figure that out. Uh, they've seemed to be very resourceful in in finding. Oh, no final comments on Armand. Does anyone have anything to say? Maybe? I love Armand. He's honestly quietly one of my favorite characters in yeah. this show. Uh, like Max Cassell is really great. And I love the kind of earnestness of like, I'm not running again. You know, I'm not doing it anymore. I thought Armand is like a really fun character. Yeah. And, uh -huh. uh, yeah I don't know. Uh, but apparently no one appreciates the sardines and the pasta if you're not up front with that information, Troy. No. Oh, uh, yeah, and I guess we should like be that. up front that Tulsa King is a little bit of sardines and pasta. Uh -huh. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> you just got to come in with the right mindset. We are not getting beautiful, picturesque vistas of you know how, how gorgeous Oklahoma is as a location. I would like that. Give me that. But yeah, yeah. They, they have not committed the resources. No, this was the fish out of water story more so than like making Tulsa the character to your point. I think they would be wise to do so. Yeah, uh, for sure. I hope so. I hope so. Um, So that'll do it. We will be back with another edition of this podcast when 1923 wraps up uh, in a couple of weeks. So make sure you're subscribed. Postshowrecaps.com slash Yellowstone pod. Uh, Rich, where can people find you? What do you got going on? Oh, gosh, so much stuff, Josh. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at DM Philly. My DMs are open. If you want to hit me up about Tulsa King or the Sheridan verse at large, um, doing a bunch of stuff, Josh. We are in the midst of our dark rewatch podcast with Grace and Ariel. We're recapping the show aired on Netflix, doing the full spoiler coverage of one of our most favorite television shows that there is. Grace and I are talking about Mayfair Witches every week. Me and Mike Bloom. Breaking that just down got renewed legend. for a second season. Oh, did yeah. interesting. The uh -huh. Anne Rice universe getting big over there it's at growing. AMC. Um, Mike Bloom and I are talking about the Legend of Vox Machina every week. I got together oh. with Melissa and Austin to do our campaign club where we talk critical role spoilers yes. uh, as of what we got in here in season two. And the first episode of PSRPGs is out, Josh. It is a podcast where I'm going to be running one-shot adventures using games like Dungeons and Dragons to tell stories in the worlds of the shows that we are covering so we went on a fun adventure in the motherlands the world of willow which just wrapped up its first season over on disney plus uh myself taylor grace and marissa we had a really really good time oh and, so uh, fun very 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 fun to listen to uh you, you all did a great job and the goat 
inspired. The goat. It's a goat. It's a goat podcast, Troy. You're gonna have to get around to it one of it's these very, days. Very, very okay. good. All uh, right. That is what I'm doing. You can catch me playing DD with Troy and other people who you might know at twitch.tv slash DM Philly and the VODs for all that stuff are up on YouTube. Amazing. Troy, where can the people find you? What do you have going on? Yeah, I mean, Rich mentioned it at the end. Uh, Twitch.tv slash DM Philly. Most Tuesday nights, you can find me playing uh, in the cast of Dragonfly D&D in space. Uh, beyond that, podcast-wise, I am just in on the 1923 train and seeing that one to conclusion for right now, at least until what I'm guessing is probably gonna be summer i hope it's summer uh when we eventually get only murders in the building season three we'll get it this year for sure yeah Uh, yeah we'll be back on the bird murder case before way too long (laughs) speaking of the bird if you want to follow me probably the best one is twitter.com slash dj labelle klein that's where i talk about tv reality tv and scripted television Amazing. I'm at Round Howard, wherever you can find me. We've got a lot going on on Post Show Recaps. Last of Us coverage is continuing. Down the Hatch is still happening. Community building in the thick of Season 5, and gosh, it's been good. Everything is super in the middle of the DC Extended Universe rewatch at a very interesting time for the DC Universe on film, and so much more. Make sure you're subscribed. Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcasts. Until 1923 returns, we are signing off. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.